second. Honey, honey, there's a hot topic. Oh, God damn it. Pull, pull the fucking car over. I gotta buy some fucking drip pants. Stop, boy, click. It is a freaking hot as hell. 91 degree day. It's live from Marion County. The berries are blooming. The flowers are blossoming. The sun is shining. Big shout out to all of our listeners in Washington. The PN dub is popping, man. But man, so, something about those Washington listeners. Yeah. They like our show. I Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you for the shout out. But who are you? What are you doing? Yeah, this? like, thank you guys. But... I want to know. Please reach out. Please reach out. I have to know who you are. The the statistics and listening uh, for Podbean has recently uh, provided us some new uh, information. Washington trumps the listening ratio. I mean, Oregon is mostly us. Don't get me wrong. That's fine. Like, you know, we download to, to quality check on our phones and shit, and that's cool. But Washington is topping the charts with a, a, a f- currently 41% of our listens out of all uh, all 200 plus, like 250 plus listens. So Washington, thank you. Woo! Yeah, like I don't know why this vibes with you guys specifically, but glad it does. Yeah, I just want I just wanted to shout. I mean, because you know, if if you continue to listen to the show as the trend shows, I'm I'm guessing you'll check this episode out. We just want to appreciate you because it's amazing. Yeah, like none of us live in Washington. I don't know anyone in Washington. I only live there. I for- went to Washington like once on a debate tournament, and yeah. Some we asked some uh, gentleman on the street to please buy us some beer. That's right. And then he left. Yeah. Woo. With our money. Minus minus the short time, the short stint I did in Burien. I guarantee you that's all your fans from the Starbucks, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Starbucks in in Bellevue. Yeah. Yeah. It's possible. I mean, Bellevue. Dude, Bellevue is a beautiful city. I loved working in Bellevue. It was my visited one. Dude, the the customers in Bellevue are amazing. I had a great time. Outdoor fireplaces. It's amazing. Bellevue was a fucking like Atlanta Atlantean city. It's so fun to work in. I had I, I never had a bad day working in Bellevue. Almost all the customers there are in international travelers or are worldly people. They're so friendly. Like Bellevue is the fucking shit. Tacoma is the ghetto, but again, uh, really nice people, but like the culture was a little more rough around the edges. And then Burien's like this podunk town that has just some amazing shit in it. And then all the people uh, I met along the way from SeaTac all the way down to, uh, fuck, what's the other city in there? There's, there's uh, I mean, anyways, Tacoma, to Tacoma to Bellevue, uh, we we appreciate you if if you're anywhere in there. Again, uh, feel if if you are somebody I've run into, like just reach out. Tell tell us what you think. Like we're, I mean, do we're, we have a way that people can reach out? I mean, yeah, like to me personally, like via like Facebook or Instagram. Like again, I, I'm. Well, a, what if these people don't know you? If they don't know me, then they're gonna have to get to because we're not <laughs> there yet. But we've got to make a Facebook page or something at least. I, I, we we're taking it once again. I, my my goal here is is content quality content in volume before we start trying to ship it around to everyone. Like currently, we're in the trial phases still. We're uh, we're we're making content. We're producing it for people, and if they listen to it, that's great. But we're not shipping it around or shopping it around. You know, we're we're still perfecting the art. So we're in the raw. Yeah. If you know, if you can, if you can track us down on social media on any platform, Alex, Selena, or myself, like 
feel free to reach out and give us some feedback because we do want to make it better. And if there's any uh, tweaks or anything to the show that you'd like to see, we'd be happy to implement them. We've got a pretty much one plus two plus three formula. <laughs> uh, we're sticking to it. So Run thank it you, back, baby. Welcome to the show. It's obviously brought to you by Audible. Audible's our only one and only sponsor currently. Audible.com. Yeah, we're happy to have you audibletrial.com forward slash March. Uh, this week, we're going to be uh, promoting the Audible book, Far Journeys. There's a lot of psych... We might have done this before, but I'm going to do it again. I don't give a shit. Uh, Far Journeys is the astral projection book that uh, scientifically brought you the clinical studies to fuck your mind. It has science, bitch. Hashtag... <laughs> Fucking science, bitch. Fuck me. Right. Science, bitch. Science, bitch. All right, Jesse. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag um, Breaking Bad. No. Um, yeah, they, they took it to, they built an actual institution. Far Journeys is whatever you prefer to rhyme with. It is insane, but it talks about real things, real documents, and the mapping of the astral projection slash spirit world. So Ooh. it is in this time of chaos and uncertainty, if you're interested in opening your mind, bringing yourself to a higher enlightenment, astral projection, lucid dream. These are things that you can practice at home. You don't have to be uh, doing anything. And currently in quarantine, it's kind of the perfect time to start practicing your uh, spirit world mm -hmm. techniques. You know, as Aang in Avatar, I'm doing it. I'm bringing Avatar back. As Aang in Avatar journeys to the spirit world, you can too. But uh, I recommend reading Far Journeys by Robert Monroe via Audible, the book itself. I've listened to it. I've fallen asleep to it more times I can count. Check it out. That's our sponsor. Let's get the show started. Alex Marchuski, the star, the host, take it away. Let's get the ball rolling. The Pacific Northwest, the PN dub made of clouds and thunder and lightning and flew us across the freaking sky towards freaking wind and rain and thunder. And much like the spirit world connects the spirits to the world of the living, we're here to connect you to all of your favorite books, media, social commentary, music, and all kinds of fun stuff, including some of that 90s and 2000s nostalgia you love. Coming at you, he's the producer, the founder, the podcast Piazzolo. You can throw him to the wolves and tomorrow he will come back leader of the whole pack. Plus, Is that a word? Plus a few puppies. Yeah, it means pizza master. Really? Yeah, yeah. If you Learn something new every day. That's yeah, a good word to know. Yeah, yeah. If you're Piazzolo, it means you were certified like you were the pizza goat. I did used to make pizzas in uh, Eugene, Oregon. So that oh, was... You're my Piazzolo. Yeah. They are concrete. They are leather and they've got all the comfort of your favorite sweater. We got Celine Santa's Pond. They are very cool and they're very here to inform you and keep you up to date on all the latest happenings uh, all around the Pacific Northwest. Give it up for Celine. Yay. Half of that was true. I am very here. Yeah. I don't know about very cool, but hey. definitely here. Definitely my favorite person to fall asleep to. You've received Aww. the decree of coolness from, 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 from straits of known. And I'm here too. I exist in some form of reality. I'm Alexander Marchewski. Outside, it is a hot as hell day, but guess what, baby? It's not hell until me, Mitchell, and Celine walk through those motherfucking flames. This is the March and Mitch show featuring Celine Santa's Pond. Let's get the ball rolling. Hey, hey, hey. Artist of the week. What We're going to talk intro. about. What an intro. We're going to talk about Gothboy Click founder, former Tiger's Jaw frontman, and the current. Uh, mastermind behind Dark Medicine and Misery Club, Adam McElwee, Wicked Face Springs Eternal. We're going to talk about um, a certain Keanu Reeves film on our nostalgia trip throwback this week, which may be his finest hour. Mm -hmm. And most importantly, at the top of the hour, 
Celine is going to handcuff us both as they push us forward into the barricade past all the madness as Portland becomes a police state. What will happen to Multnomah County and the following uh, outcry and aftermath with all the craziness? Let's find out. So everyone tune in and let's get get it going. Get it going. Starting me with a good time. <laughs> The future starts. Yeah, I'm here now. for the handcuffing. Yeah, seriously. You <laughs> don't know about the rest of the subject matter, but yeah, you call me police state. You can handcuff me anytime. Hey, when you when you when you talk to me about handcuffing, that was kind of like when we went to that gig in Portland when we were in the pit. When I when I call a handcuffing, that's where like Mitchell grabs your hand and then Mitchell grabs my hand and I'm we're like a chain gang and mm-hmm. then I, I push us to the front of the crowd and then <laughs> <laughs> that's some good shit. <laughs> and then I get really drunk and fall on each shit in the mosh pit. <laughs> I didn't mock, <laughs> but I do remember that. I remember oh, the guy at the gate uh, for the show was just like, <laughs> I had had one whiskey on the rocks, or there was a whiskey Coke on the rocks. Not, I don't know if that's a thing. Whiskey Coke with rocks? Whiskey Rub. whiskey plus Coke plus ice cubes. You that's can, what I was drinking. You can go Santa's rocks or, or, or with the rocks if you want. I yeah. mean. <laughs> uh, so, so I had one, and then like we just got another because like the the what was it? It was Garden who was coming on. Yeah, and, yeah. And so like y- y'all had started like Whisk- moving, yeah, moving to the front, and and so I, I got my, to, yeah, yeah. Dude, I had my drink, and and I was like walking. I'm like, oh, here we go. It's open. And then the guy's just like arm out, just like. And so I look at him, and I'm just like, oh yeah. I was there. It yeah, happened. Just threw it down, and the guy just looks at me. He's yes. Like, he's like, all right, but don't do that again. For those of you that don't attend shows in Portland, even before the pandemic uh all ages and 21 and over typically segregated so if you have a drink you can't be in the all ages section yeah it's mm. it's it's an away it was fair uh, the guy i mean he looked impressed and stunned and also <laughs> concerned all at once and, <laughs> and understandably so i do i mean i was so drunk at that, that that night where you know i i couldn't look at the camera when a picture was being taken you guys are beautiful oh me neither we need more photos together what, we, yeah, whatever <laughs> those pictures online y'all are like y'all look like a fucking 1990s disney sitcom you're all just like and you've got friends dun dun dun, dun just staring I mean, at you them. also look great your smile is excellent yeah. it's just that you look like you were really confused on who was taking the photo yeah i look like somebody had hit me in the head with the back of a police baton and i'm just like wait yeah. is he taking the photo or are they taking the photo wait who's the security guard what's the security guard doing why oh, is sh- that cat wearing a pizza <laughs> oh my goodness gracious mitchell that's a fucking that's that, that's one of those things that's a, called a fucking chair it's a, oh <laughs> okay well why is it doing that Shh, back inside back wherever inside. Whatever it takes. I don't care if I have to wait the rest of my life. We will be in attendance again sometime soon. This artist that we're going to talk about for our artist of the week actually stood me up, that motherfucker. Anyways, I'm not that angry. I get over shit because, you know, time does heal all things. I can tell you've gotten over it because you've mentioned it like five times. Most definitely. What do you mean he stood you up? <laughs> so uh, Wicked Face brings... Put him on blast. Wicked Face brings Eternal is best to play in Portland. And I, I, I freaking paid for parking. Uh, right by Dante's where they have the famous like the stripper burlesque where they light shit on fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like. Love me a stripper burlesque. Uh, uh, buddy that works there. Shout out to Dante's. Shout out to freaking Matt Hazard. Uh, fucking homie. Uh, and I guess I Wicked Face didn't show up to the show and Goth Boy Click didn't make it to the show. And like I had paid for parking and I was just like, damn. Yeah, wait, wait. So like you bought tickets and shit to the show and they just bailed. Um, so I found out later through a promoter that basically like when you come from Canada to the U S there's two lines Yeah, and they were in the wrong line, I guess, because they had too much, they had a bunch of merchandise. 
But long story short, to talk about our artist of the week, we're going to talk about Wicked Faye Springs Eternal. He's the founder of Goth Boy Click, collaborator of Lil Peep, and uh, current uh, you know marketing expert and a leader in a Misery Club and Dark Medicine, Scranton, Pennsylvania, originally, who is the founder of our last week's artist of the week, Tiger's Jaw. Inspired by bands like the microphone, uh, Tiger's Jaw ended up becoming a pretty big success after their senior year of high school, where they recorded their uh, self-titled record, which is famous for having the bo- uh, Bona Pizza <laughs> in the pop punk scene. You know what pizza is fucking straight up fire? If you pull the slice away and all that shit just falls, <laughs> it's like yes. goopy. That album would catapult them to really big local emo and punk rock success with songs like The Sun, Chemicals, Plane vs. Tank vs. Submarine, and I Saw Water. Uh, later in their career, uh, Adam McElwee and the gang from Tiger's Jaw, including Brianna Collins and Ben Walsh, would write the album uh, Charmer uh, on Run For Cover Records. Uh, qu- quickly after the release of this record, uh, Wick- Adam McElwee, who would later become Wicca Faye Springs Eternal, uh, left the group, uh, not because of huge differences, but mostly cited as uh, r- wanting to communicate and create music outside the medium and dependency of having a uh, five-person band. And so he Fair started uh, Wiccafay Springs Eternal, which was actually uh, a name contributed by a content creator on Tumblr of all places. Of course, it had to be Tumblr. <laughs> he, that does sound like a Tumblr name. That sounds like one of those like Tumblr right? posts that's like, what would your emo uh, like pop punk band name be? Like, what's the first letter of your birthday? Like, okay, Wicca. Screams <laughs> Tumblr. <laughs> yeah. What's the second letter of your last name? Okay, Faze. Fucking literally. And then you push me down, you know, a a, a set of stairs in college and it's like, (laughs) push a hipster down the stairs. Now who's fucking tumbling? (laughs) Later, Alex. Oh, (laughs) eating shit real bad. (laughs) It's okay. I recovered. It's okay. (laughs) Later, they would start. 10 hospital visits later. You're fine. (laughs) With the creation of Goth Boy Click, a new movement of sad rap became huge with support from uh, different media outlets like, uh, not uh, what's it called? Uh, not most people and uh, Masquerilla. You would hear different artists from uh, Version Three to Gothwood Click to even our favorite, uh, our homie Joe, and uh, as Nothing Nowhere, uh, Version Three, and then with a collection of these different emo artists, would it would literally spawn just a huge uh, music movement. So we we can really thank uh, Gothwood Click and Adam McAwee for this huge spontaneous combustion of uh, creativity, trap beats, and sad music. Uh, Bringing something that people clearly want right now. It's yeah. I mean, I think that the fact that Peep and Juice World took off. Uh, I, I would also consider Extentation too, even though I don't like him as a person. Like, Wait, you mean Triple X? You know, people clearly are vibing with this stuff right now. Like the fact that we've got Juice Big World man. on the radio, clearly giving the people what they want and need right now. So thank you, Wicca. Mm-hmm. Most definitely listening to Wicca's music along with Lil Peep and the rest of the members of Goth Boy Click, including Horsehead and Coldheart, have been hours and hours of entertainment for us. Wicca Phase might have stood me up at that Portland show, but I'm hoping he comes back soon with the release of his new single. This is our song of the week. We've got Pull It Forward, the new single from Wicca Phase Brings Eternal. Goth Boy.
after some technical difficulties, which y'all will never know. Thank the Lord. I've been doing this long enough to double check my work, triple check my work. I've got Alex Marchewski, Celine Santa's Pawns, the podcast to end all podcasts, the thing that brings you events that is current things that you don't want to know about, but you definitely need to know about music you've never heard of, but need to hear and movies you've definitely seen and would love to see again. We're back. This is the March and Mitch show. That was the best explanation of what this show is. Thank you. You'll only see us in the back. It's the March and Mitch podcast featuring Celine SP. (laughs) This is the fucking newscast. All nonsense aside, thank you for joining us on the podcast. It is a pleasure to be hanging out in the Pacific Northwest with my favorite people talking about our favorite music, um, current events, and movies. Uh, Wicked Face Springs Eternal is expected to release a new record on Run For Cover Records, hopefully later this year. It's expected to be more fun, upbeat, and dancier than their previous release, uh, Suffer On which is a great album to listen to in its entirety on MDMA with alcohol. <laughs> uh, what are our favorite uh, goth click and uh, Wicca phase memories? Let's go around the horn, starting with Celine and then Mitchell. What do you got for me? I mean, this is another one of those classic bands that I never, not bands. I know he's a, he's a, he's a one person, but another one of these artists that I never, ever, ever heard of until I started hanging out with you, Alex. And as soon as I heard it, just was like, oh, this is that shit I should have been listening to, you know, five years ago. We've been um, bumping it. We've been bumping it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I, I love Wicca. Um, you know, I mentioned earlier that he's doing a lot of work that really resonates with a lot of people. And one thing that I, that we, uh, you know, that Mitchell kind of pointed out on a break was you and I both have crybaby tattoos, which is peep. But still, you know, this, this type of music is really resonating deeply with people. And... One thing I, I really love about Wicca is he's got a really weird voice. Like, he does not have a voice that I think that most people would hear and be like, ah, you should be on stage. He's He could have auto-tune, and it's still just like, is he is he in key? <laughs> and it's, I love that, I love artists that have a voice that's weird and that you wouldn't necessarily, you know, hear them saying, you know, uh, amazing grace and be like oh yeah you know get them on the super bowl halftime show you know he i love artists that don't have those voices that jump out as being incredible voices and then they manage to use those voices in a way that first resonates with people and sounds really unique and interesting and good and wicca has exactly that type of voice it's a weird voice it's a weird tenor a weird uh kind of uh vocal vocal pattern almost most definitely but it really works for him and i think that this genre is really cool because there's so many things where it's like you know things that have maybe been in the background for years that people didn't appreciate that now we're starting to say hey no you deserve a spotlight too great approximation most definitely we got that crybaby tattooed for a reason and when you talk about whether it's his vocal delivery or his music uh our good friend ryan also pretty much sums it up wicca is a vibe artist he's just a vibe artist yeah he's, just, he's yeah. got the vibe with it, whether it's trap beats, writing songs about witchcraft, um, very poetic, somber, uh, just ruinations of just, you know, whether it's romanticisms of love, uh, self-doubt, um, you know, delusions of, of, you know, grandeur. You know, I feel like Wicca's music just it's just if you're there, 
even if you can see it for what it is or you can or cannot see the forest for the trees, <laughs> Wicked Face Springs Eternals music is definitely something you can vibe with. Uh, Mitchell, what was your first experience with the gang and Goth Boy Click? Do you have any good memories of GBC or, or Wicked Face or doing goofy shit with us? Bro, I like, <laughs> y'all pounded me with like the Goth Boy stuff like for days on end. <laughs> days. Uh, days. I take offense to weeks. that. It was weeks. Yeah, we, we kicked it on like I kick on fucking chapstick. It's yeah. like a fucking clown. Just I hate <laughs> I couldn't even tell you. I didn't even know the difference. Like uh, I, I picked up Little Peep, and then everything else sounded the same. And and it didn't sound the same like musically, but like just as far as the vibe, the vibe was always the same. And so like I'm still not sure who Wicca Face is, but <laughs> I tell you what, no, uh, it fucking shit definitely slaps like a motherfucking hammer. Woo! There we go. Wicca Face Springs Eternal is Scranton, Pennsylvania artist Adam McAuley. He's expected to release more music with Goth Boy Click and his other gang of Pennsylvania uh, folks known as Misery Club, Dark Medicine, Goth Boy Click. Goth Boy Click also did a really cool merch drop uh, supporting 100% of the proceeds to Black Lives Matter. So please check out Goth Boy Click's uh, merch website. If they still have those shirts up, please cop that merchandise. Cop that merch and support Black Lives Matter. It's a pleasure yeah. to talk. And on that note, I want to say it's fucking dope that they made it very clear that all of the proceeds are going to Black Lives Matter because there are some companies that have been trying to capitalize on people's interest in the BLM mm. movement by selling shirts that are BLM but then keeping all the profits so mm. fuck those guys fuck yes Wicca seriously thank you Gothboy Click and Wicca for keeping it 100 seriously thank you guys so much for joining us Wicca Face Brings Eternal is our artist of the week. Check out Wicca Face's uh, band, Pay for Pain, with the original drummer and the original bass player from Tiger's Jaw. That's Pay for Pain, and check out their new record, available now. It's available now. Inspired by the television show Twin Peaks. I tried to watch Twin Peaks, and all I could really collect from it with my, my eight-year-old mind was like, what? Oh, yeah. I tried to watch huh? Twin Peaks for the first time with my 25-year-old mind, <laughs> and I couldn't. Thank you so much for joining us for the March Mitt Show featuring CSP. It's a pleasure to talk to you guys about new music every week, but right now we're going to give you the official go-to to head to our main current events correspondent for all the happenings in Multnomah County in Portland as we head into what looks like a freaking police state nightmare. Celine, what have you got for us this evening? Yeah, uh, Alex cast the spells. Now it's time to write some checks. It's uh, a little Wicca reference for you guys. Let's, let's um, get those checks. <laughs> uh, yeah, so trying to bring some brevity to the fact that we live in a fucking police state now um, is the name of my topic. So... I'm ready. I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of our listeners have probably heard, at least in some regard, of the federal government's invasion of Portland, Oregon. And I call it an invasion because it is something that has been foisted upon us. So uh, a little bit of background here. So at the start of the month, early July, uh, Donald Trump signed an order um, partnering with the Department of Homeland Security to deploy federal police and U.S. federal marshals to Portland, Oregon, to try to quell protests. And so the reason that they give is that they're protecting federal property, which is technically in their jurisdiction to do. Um, the actual list of reasons that they gave, they gave a, a documented list, included uh, essentially just a lot of graffiti. So their reason for deploying federal militarized police agents and U.S. Marshals is graffiti. Over street art. 
Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's a little more than that. That's oversimplifying a bit. We're talking about destruction of property. Um, when these protests first started for, uh, you know, protesting the, the death of George Floyd, there were definitely Heard. incidents of, of property destruction and things like that. Um, that said, it wasn't it would predominantly wasn't federal property. So they don't have jurisdiction over most of the incidents that they describe. Um, however, again, they do have jurisdiction over federal buildings and federal, um, you know, federal precincts. So that's it. Get the duct tape. What? Duct tape's coming out. You know, uh, you know, uh, you know, malicious stuff, you know, like we're going to take down, you know, the government. So, you know, get the duct tape, you know, we're going to be, you know, people get picking up people and, you know, you know, anti-military. One roll of tape at a time. Yeah. You know, you know, just take up. You know, just tape the bad guys up and throw them in the back of a white van. Ah, yes, exactly, exactly. Wow, it took me a while to explain that. I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> Clearly left a couple of my brain cells. In it was really day. more of a prop joke. It was, just, <laughs> it was a prop joke. I had duct tape on hand. Like, I thought it would be funny, but like, you know. I'm sorry, I killed the thing. The joke is never funny. Julie, you, kill the thing. Yeah, it's never funny if you have to explain the Mitchell, thing. Mitchell, I like the tape. It made me feel safe. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> It'll make you feel lots of things, baby boy. Um, but yeah, so so going back to just some quick background. So what they're doing, the reason is that they're allegedly protecting federal property. And what they're doing is so so far, they've arrested a little over a dozen people. Um, they have so the, the federal agents have a greater ability to use force against protests or against anything. Um, you know, Portland police Shit. are bound by certain restrictions on. You know, first of all, I believe that they're not allowed to use tear gas. I could be incorrect on that. But even if they are, they're bound by much stricter regulations on when they can use it. No, using tear gas is a uh, act of war, I believe, uh, originally in, uh, instituted by the Geneva Convention. I'm I'm I would want to fact check that, but I am pretty positive that you're correct on that. I know a thing or two. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, like seven things. You're uh, super le- smart. Yeah. Um, yeah, Alex's face is like, what the fuck? I was thinking, like, is he, like, you sure you don't mean mustard gas? Is mustard tear gas? Mustard gas will kill you. Yeah, you don't, like, you don't use that's mustard. That's what you get when you clean your bathroom with both ammonia and bleach. Ah! Yep. You get mustard gas. Um, so don't do that. But so they have a greater ability to use force. The against, federal agents? Yeah, against whomever they're pursuing, um, including using tear gas, et cetera. Um, now, one other concerning thing that a lot of people have pointed to as this is definitely tyranny is the fact that there are videos of the federal agents detaining people in unmarked vans without giving a reason why during the arrest. And this freaked me out when we were talking about our like our little debrief before going into the podcast line. You, I was scared. I was like, what the heck? It's scary. This is freaking me out. Mitchell, are you freaked Good. out yet? No, I'm not freaked out. I mean, I am concerned. I'm nervous. Like, yeah, like Ooh. I mean, I don't, I don't try to let fear, you know, come into my my entity, my being, uh, like that because that's the intention of it. Like that's why they're doing it. They're trying to scare people mm-hmm. into being afraid of this this thing. Uh, more more than more than likely, what they're doing is catch and release. You know, they're they're picking up people. So this is a scare tactic. It's just definitely a sc- yeah unmarked van. It's it's a psychological oh, it's psychological warfare. What they're doing is they're scaring people by picking them up, taking them away, uh, probably detaining them for like two to three days, and probably not doing much to them. They're just like detaining them in a dark you know somewhere where that's you know. Oh yeah, are, yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, there was one, so there have been a couple individuals that 
were detained by these unmarked vans. One that I really kind of focused in on is just because he's he's talked a lot about what happened to him. Yeah. Is um, Mark Pettibone. Yeah. And he was, so I watched the video of this. He and a friend are um, dressed in all black. They're walking down a street that appears to be mostly empty when all of a sudden an SUV or some type of similar vehicle, I'm, I'm not a car person, um, <laughs> some type of van thing, just a normal looking van, but completely unmarked with any type of insignia, uh, pulls up a bit behind them. And these two men in full fatigues carrying, you know, they look like they just, yeah, are, they look like they're in Afghanistan. Like right. they look like actual soldiers. They rush out of this car, rush these two guys. One of them gets away. The other doesn't. This is Mark Whoa. Pettibone. And they uh, apprehend this guy, take him in. They, per per this guy's statement, um, the federal government has, you know, insists that they did identify themselves, et cetera. The, so per Mark Pettibone, they did not identify themselves at all. He was terrified because there have been a lot of right-wing extra police, extra military people, you know, outside the police, outside the military, who've been intimidating protesters in Portland. So he genuinely thought maybe these right. are just two right-wing protesters yeah. literally kidnapping me. And it turns out it wasn't. He was brought to the federal courthouse yep. and held in a holding cell overnight. Yep. Drunk, and Equivalent of the drunk tank. Exactly. And again, still not given any reason for his arrest. Catch and And finally in the morning, they read him his Miranda rights. Ask if he, you know, the, the thing that we all know about from Law and Order, right, right to remain silent, <laughs> yeah. anything you say, et cetera. So they read him his rights, ask if he will waive those rights and answer questions. He says no. And they say, okay, you're free to go. They do not give him still any reason for his arrest or any documentation of his arrest. So no arrest report oh, or anything that. like that. Would what? you look at that? Who's guessing? Who's, who's, who's betting on Mitch this week? Because I am on a hot one. Yeah, no, you're you're spot on. But let's be clear that it's not okay to hold people overnight. Who would ever argue the fact that that's okay? Who would who would do that? Uh, the entire federal government, apparently. Yeah, but who trusts the government? Right. <laughs> you're really batting a thousand right now. Like <laughs> the de the federal government's doing it, yet no one trusts them. Well, you know what? I was brought up. To believe that I could trust and support my government and that they had my best interests at heart. Well, that was the first lie you were told. Yeah. <laughs> I was also brought up on that lie, but I'm also brought up on the excitement that Mitchell just fucking just knocked out a, a fucking sports analogy <laughs> perfectly. And I thought I was the only person who could do that here. So props to Mitchell. This, this is a fucking nightmare. This is fucking freaky. Mm -hmm. It's scary. Mm -hmm. This is weird. I don't I, I don't know what to feel. This is other than fear. And, don't and, feel fear. That's what they want. So don't feed into the scare tactics. No, this this isn't, is literally right, don't feel fear. The it's, intention is to scare you and to scare people from protesting because they want people to shut the fuck up. Stop protesting. Go back to your lives. Quit thinking for yourselves and quit trying to make change in the world. Well, and wanna, you would think okay. that this is a fear tactic yeah. to make people stop protesting. But that's one place where I have grave concerns about the motivations here mm -hmm. because... So Portland leadership and Oregon leadership. So Ted Wheeler, mayor of Portland and uh, Kate Brown, governor, as well as, you know, plenty of other officials throughout Oregon state government and mm -hmm. Portland local government mm -hmm. have denounced this saying, mm -hmm. you know, we don't want you here. Get right. out of our city. And one thing that they all unanimously say is the protests were starting to calm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, they right. were they have been turning over the last, you know, there there was violence or not even violence necessarily, but there was some destruction early on. But now over the last 50 days, things have gotten calmer and calmer and calmer and the protests right. have gotten more more cohesive in the sense that they're forming communities and putting together real action plans, but they've gotten much less destructive. And now that the federal government has stepped in, the destruction has started again. Ooh. And so one uh, one notable thing is that one of the police precincts in Portland was broken into and set fire. They did manage to put the, the fire out pretty quickly. But Boom. <laughs> right? but yeah, so the violence is reescalating directly in response to these federal agitators. And I call them agitators because I genuinely think that that is what they're trying to do. I genuinely think that they are here not to calm things and create peace as they allege, but I genuinely think that because this is an election year, I think Donald Trump is sending in these people to agitate things to create an us versus them mentality. Well, think about this. Imagine you're out on a peaceful protest with your people. I'll just put, let me just paint a picture for you. Call me Bob Ross real quick. Uh, you're out in a peaceful protest and uh, two of your best friends you've grown up with, you've spent your entire lives with them. You all have had several meetings. You know, you've talked about the BLM movement and you know, you're like, yeah, let's go protest. Let's, let's do this. Let's be peaceful. Let's make a change. And out amongst this peaceful protest, two of your friends in an unmarked van are abducted by these randos in full military gear, how are you going to feel? You're not going to, you're just not going to process that and like, oh, my friends are going to be fine, I'm sure. You're probably going to react like an adult human being who has just experienced like real life trauma. They've been abducted. Oh, sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm not, not at all saying that this would be I'm just painting a, a calming experience. But in fact, we have new protesters. Mm-hmm. Actually, I've, I've got two kind of good anecdotes here. The first is the, the moms of Portland have band together. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, moms are linking arms and protecting groups of protesters and chanting, feds stay clear, moms are here. Um, and, you know, it's, this is one especially fucked piece of information because the feds literally rushed the moms and tear gassed them. And here's one one uh, not so fun fact. It is a war crime to do that, by the way. Yeah. In case you don't know that. Especially I mean, considering that one of those mothers was pregnant with another child and tear gas is a known abortifacient. There are people who have been protesting. And let's be clear. That's, that just, these insult tactics, to that's just insult to injury at this point. Like tear gas, period, is a war. Up, it's a war crime. It's It's outlined. It's a war crime. You're not allowed to use chemical warfare, let alone on the fucking public. They're just fucking people. They're just human beings. It's illegal to use it against people you are at war with. It's not in America, though. It's, it's, you know, we don't, we're not married to the Geneva Conventions. In fact, the United States has made a point of it's 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 not okay to sign a lot it's of this not stuff okay against the people we're at war with that's too heinous but in home totally fine it's and, cool. and hey and, you know oh, oh fine. Man. And, 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 and civil circumstance that's all i had to contribute i apologize yeah. keep, well, keep going hey on. you know who hey. knows that tear gas is a war crime is a navy veteran who showed up at these protests so he's another new protester who somebody he, with some experience and it's like hey yeah. That's He's, what you need to stop. This is illegal. What are you doing? And then people are just like, <laughs> yeah. And he, so he stated that he steered clear of the black lives matter protests, um, for a couple reasons. First of all, the fact that he, um, was a little bit concerned about the, some of the destructive acts at the beginning and also that he has some pre-existing health conditions. So he doesn't want to be around crowds at the moment. 
So he's avoided but kept an eye on it, but he decided that he was going to risk his health and safety when he saw that federal agents were being deployed. And because he, as a Navy veteran, knows that tear gas is banned by the Geneva Conventions, he also knows that all these federal agents swore an oath to protect and uphold the Constitution. Don't look so sad, and Alex. No, no, I just I think it's really wait. So you're telling me that this ex Navy person like 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 blew the whistle on what's happening pretty much? Exactly. He tried. He tried. So he. Okay. Thank you. Showed up Thank to the you. protests, watched for a while. He actually talked to a lot of the moms there and was like, you know, what's what's going to happen? Like, I've never been to a protest, and they're like, I've never been to a protest either. <laughs> and he was about to go home because the feds hadn't shown up. When all of a sudden they did and they rushed the protesters, knocked a bunch of them to the ground. This is one of the incidents where they tear gassed mothers and he went towards them. He's wearing a Navy sweatshirt. He's, you know, per his account, he's not acting aggressive at all. He's just going towards them, hands up, asking a question. And he asks them, do you believe that you are upholding the oath that you swore to protect the Constitution? And rather than answering that question, they rushed him, knocked him down. Uh, when he stood up, they beat him with batons and he sustained two broken bones in his hand. And then they tear gassed him directly in the face. And I watched this video. It's a uh, shout out to Zane Sparling, who I actually went to college with. He's a reporter now. And he took this video that a lot of people have seen. And it's this guy is very non-aggressive. He's just walking towards the police, asking a question and they gas him and break his hand. So, uh, it's not cool. This is fuck the, that shit. Yeah, and this is the meat of the show, and this is what this is our true. This is our true colors here. Like again, uh, me and Alex bringing you the fun entertainment, and Celine having your background that you do in school with journalism and debate and whatnot. Uh, we, I mean, like you had to have some kind of substance, right? And like this is like this is real. It's why we call it like current events because this has hap- this happened less than uh, seven days ago. Right. Within the last week, this has all occurred. And this is the sort of thing that you're not going to see on Fox or NBC or any of the news reporting oh, companies. Oh, yeah. To hear Fox tell it, Portland is in a state of turmoil. Exactly. And none of these newscasters owned by the six companies, you know, Disney or Tricom or um, any of those guys, like, you know, they all have a narrative and they're all directed uh, at, a, at a certain story that is, you know, I put in the air quotes out there, story, quote unquote, but they're all there. There's all a narrative that's being laid out through the the main media. And I think a lot of people are over it. Like at this point, I haven't watched regular news in, in a long time. And I think that this is one of the, the most beautiful things that this podcast can do. Right. Fun. But then like, you know, uh, anybody who listens to, to make it to here to your segment, like is getting the truth and like you back up your sources and even uh, the times where we don't cite the sources, they are cited. We may not cite them on the show, but they're cited sources. Right. I, I make sure to never say anything on the show that I haven't. We're not reading read the onion. in a real Yeah. Thing. We're not yeah. reading the onion and bringing like, um, in fact, today I, I called my, my dad prior to the show because he's a lawyer and I wanted to make sure that I understood the legality of what was going on with the unmarked vans um, apprehending people. Shout out to uh, you Joel, heard it here first. Joel, Joel Santa's pawn. Joel Santa. Joel Santa's. There you go. Joel. Yeah. Shout out to I you, sir. I am the only Santa's pawn in okay. the world. <laughs> shout out to you, sir. Appreciate you. Attorney Thanks, future dad. Pawn. Yeah, and actually, uh, for anybody who's curious about the legality of this, uh, my dad did advise that it is. So it is 
legal to arrest somebody without first reading them fucked their Miranda up. rights. That's not fucked up. Or telling them why they're under arrest. Is so you like, can apprehend somebody if you have probable cause. So probable federal cause, agents yeah. in this case, uh, okay. yeah, yeah. what they stated is that they yeah, yeah. believed that this gentleman was somebody who may have damaged federal property. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, and that seems like a broad use of This man looks cause. like he's a part of the Taliban. That's still bad guys, right? We're still against the bet, quote unquote. Again, I'm not, but I'm just. Yeah, I think I, th I think we still don't like the Taliban. I okay. think they're still canceled. I'm, yeah, canceled. Uh, I'm sure they're not that bad. I mean, this <laughs> it's is. A really fucked I mean, up like, thing. I wouldn't buy Seriously, the we are. You know, I question was thinking today everything. Of the, question fucking everything. At I was this thinking point. today of the Arab Spring protests yeah. when a lot of countries in um, in the Middle East Dude, started. To, all the media says they're fucked up, right? So it can't be right. that. They can't right. be fucked up. I don't believe anything that's on the the regular well, news. Yeah, understandable. But what we're seeing is exactly what we decried foreign governments for during the Arab Spring, where people were peace, like peacefully or mostly peacefully protesting. Yeah. And they were detained and beaten and mistreated. And we say that's a tyrannical, uh, that's a tyrannical government. Right. That's, that's tyranny in action. That's a police state. And I think it's so fucking wild that here we have people who were literally saying that wearing a mask is tyranny. Yup. And are completely silent at an invasion of federal agents against the local government's wishes. We are suing. Yeah. Yeah. We are, I mean, right now, Oregon is suing the, the federal government for this, which is kind of ironic because the Wait, Portland, federal, federal government is also linked into FBI, right? Like federal Bureau of Investigations. Are, is federal government separate from that? Federal government, like FBI falls under federal government, but it's it's separate. like a squares and rectangles thing. Okay, separate, yeah. separate entity. I have, a, I have a belief that the FBI is actually the good guy. But like that's some yeah, kind. Yeah, they of, killed Martin Luther King Jr. Well, there's there's some conspiracies on that too. There's a picture. I, I don't want to talk about it right now. I don't want to hurt anyone's that's, feelings. That's a whole other. There, yeah, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But there's this really fucking awkward picture with him and some people you don't want to be standing next to. Yeah, there are some conspiracies. Oh jeez. Yeah, well, okay, let's not. <laughs> there are okay, some. Yeah, I love. Like, I love. I wish you could see buddy, Alex's buddy, face. We were talking about Black Lives Matter protests. Let's not tarnish Martin Luther King Jr.'s name at this particular okay, moment. Okay, my, my okay. My whole, my whole shoulder. Photoshop's real. I could be wrong. Photoshop's totally a thing. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the picture I saw wasn't real. I'm just saying. My whole shoulder to the plow is that <laughs> in America, all the all the law enforcement, all the feds, they, they 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 have really weak teachings and they hire really weak people in these positions, and that's why the moment that someone does any things slightly it's, it's like they're not even directly threatening like maybe some property got you know guess what some money comes out we can fix a fucking dumbass statue that's not important or a piece of wall that can be painted over oh. and they just they you know every every level and branch of i feel like law enforcement they, they just hire the weakest shittiest people and, and they're gonna take any 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 chance they can get to cash in and be violent or angry they're just gonna fucking take it let's talk about pizza cake Another day. Another day. We'll do that next but I, time. But I just, I want to end on the note that none of us should feel comfortable with this. I really believe, and I don't mean to sound like a conspiracy nutter or anything, but I really believe that this is a part of a larger planned control because first of all, there's there's this massive overuse of, of federal against uh, officers. Peaceful, against peaceful against protest. peaceful protesters They're, literally moms first of all that doesn't make sense why would you need federal government one involved which, in anything one of which was exactly. with child it's yeah. like fuck um, first, so, first red flag yeah so one. Portland has gone completely beyond anything any of us have ever seen now in Kansas we see a 
somewhat similar but much more innocuous seeming thing called Operation Legend. Which, love me a good operation. Right. Whoa, what's this about? Uh, I haven't heard about this. So this is where the Department of Homeland Security and other federal agencies are sending federal agents to Kansas City, allegedly to help investigate a recent uptick in violent crime. So they say it's not related to protests, it's not related to anything like this, and they're not going to be engaging in the type of activities seen in Portland. Uh-huh. Personally, I think that they're doing a really good job of spinning a PR story where, you know, Here's Portland, and it was an extreme example. But look, we're going to be totally helpful and fine in this other city as long as people aren't crazy. Yeah. So I think that that's part one way that they're trying to exert overreach. But Donald Trump specifically said that the agents did a, quote, great job in Portland <laughs> and that he's considering sending them to other locations. Oh, okay. oh. <laughs> right now. Oh, wow. So CBS News did obtain a memo CBS from, News. from the, uh, the, from the federal government saying that they are planning to send 175 federal officers to Chicago. We have never, we have not in our lifetime, maybe in, in our parents' lifetime, seen any bullshit like this before. Like the last time that things this like this. Mad I have bullshit. never 19, seen such bullshit in my life. Like Mad Max well, I think it was 1947 and it was during the MLK marches. This Have we seen such bullshit? Those I think day, every day is a little. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I, like twenty I, years. Off. Twenty years. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> All right, but yeah, since but yeah, since then the the only thing I can and recall in record media um, that was photographed or videotaped was those marches. I mean, I, I also would compare this to McCarthyism, where you know if you did the wrong thing, then you were maybe a communist and you could be detained and completely robbed of your livelihood. We forget a lot of things about how America has completely subverted personal freedom. Yeah. So that's fun. That's fun. Well, I think, and I think you, on that note, and I know we're wrapping up here because we got to get to the the Mm -hmm. next segment. But um, with that being said, I think a lot of people forget or choose not to learn or, or just ignore because, you know, the things that they teach us in school are wrong when it comes to history and the things that they teach us about, you know, how the public operates or are the, all these freedoms that we have that are so quickly forgotten have been forgotten before. You know, this is exactly this is the not same the first fucking yeah, story. It's not the first time that people have said we don't like this, and the government like, well, that fucking sucks to be you. They <laughs> slaughtered a bunch of students at an Ohio university for protesting the Vietnam War. The federal yeah. government went in and killed people at a protest at a university. But yet, but this y- is not. But we're yeah. still trying to make America great again, right? Yeah, God bless America. But I just, I want to end on this, this one quick note and then I'm, I'm wrapping it up. You can't tell how I feel about it. (laughs) What? I said, but good thing you can't tell how I feel about things. I'm totally neutral. Word. (laughs) Never mind. Sorry. (laughs) Wrap it up, Celine. Show us your segment. All right. I just want to say, you know, I, I personally believe that you should support Black Lives Matter because they fucking do. But even if you are a listener who thinks that the Black Lives Matter movement has been stepping out of bounds. If you are somebody who cares about government overreach and the belief that federal tyranny is something that could happen, if you are somebody who thinks that abortion is bad, which, you know, we differ there, but if you are somebody that doesn't support abortion, if you're somebody that cares about freedom of speech and freedom of movement, if you're somebody that cares about moms, you should be very, very concerned about what's happening in Portland right now. And with that, we bring you the current events segment. Thank you, Celine, my 
future fiance, my current Your future fiance. <laughs> my current fiance. Oh, Did you shit, call I'm, off the engagement? I'm just sleeping to on call the couch tonight. On? I'm sleeping on the couch Your tonight. Your future self was uh, like, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. I fucked up. I'm sleeping on the couch tonight. No. I mean, hey, if you love me so much that you called off the engagement just to get engaged again, I'll take it. Yeah, that makeup, uh, that makeup engagement though. <laughs> Yo, that is like some like Shakespearean levels, like some like Hoff, Hoff, Hoff I was about to say Hawthorne Heights, was Wuthering Heights levels. Alex. <laughs> Alex's are dedicated. Spoken like yeah. true emo style. Our true right. emo, our dedicated emo Talk prince. about a fucking Freudian Thank stuff. you CSP for, for keeping us informed and keeping us relevant in today's events. Uh, God uh, and also, you know what? Uh, quick shout out to all the homies in Portland. Uh, and Washington. Mm-hmm. And Washington. I uh, hope you guys all stay safe out there. Uh, shout out to- uh, Seattle peeps out there. Be safe. Yeah, you know, I know actually Seattle is very concerned. I know. That's what, I, that's what I'm saying is my, my homies in Seattle, if you know me and, and, and you out there, dude, I know, you, I know you're doing what's right. So uh, stay strong and, and don't let them fucking get you. Get on your skateboard. Get on your whatever. And fucking dip that. Don't let them touch you, bro. Get Milk out. is good for pepper spray. That is that is false. Actually, that's what? not true. Yeah, there's actually. Oh God damn it! Yeah, that is not true. Uh, and there is actually nothing that is good. Liquid for pepper spray. The best thing to do is get air in it. Oh. Well, welcome to the Margin Mitch Show. We're gonna take a quick commercial break. We're gonna air out. It's hot as balls. Oh today. my God! I feel like I'm still in Phoenix. I hate it. We will be back after a short uh, King of the Monsters segment. It's my favorite transition. Uh, we'll bring you some other good shit. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about fucking John Goddamn Wick. Fucking John Wick. And fucking then we're John. Wick. Then we're gonna bring you the Marchuskis Brewski of the Week. Hi, everybody. Uh, Marchuski, you want to play us out? It's like everything you love about Keanu Reeves, then you add Spike Spiegel from Cowboy Bebop. Let's go, motherfucker! to kill the fucking boogeyman. Oh, John is a man of focus, commitment, sheer will. Something you know very little about. I once saw him kill three men in a bar with a pencil. With a fucking... And this week, welcome back, we bring you one of the greatest movies, probably the best nostalgia piece, next to The Matrix, the uh, underlying character tied in by my favorite actor, Keanu Reeves, the man himself, a legend, the man, the myth. We're talking about John fucking Wick. John Wick. John fucking Wick. John fucking Wick. Baba the Yaga. Boogeyman. The fucking boogeyman. Are you scared of the boogeyman, old man? You fucking will be. <laughs> da. Da, yeah. 
John is a man of focus, which you know very little about. <laughs> to his own fucking son. This movie. You are nailing that accent. Nicely done. I appreciate yeah. that. It is absolutely one of my favorite movies. Next to The Matrix again. Uh, this movie slaps like a motherfucking hammer. Why? Because Keanu signed up for it and knew exactly what he was doing. Not only does he do his own fucking stunts in this movie, he uh, he is openly admitted to uh, agreeing to do as many John Wick films as his fans will possibly consume. He literally has said that. Really? He literally has said, I will do John Wick as long as the fans will have me. Why is he the best? You just keep, keep it going. He is the fucking best and this movie i slept on this movie by the way i am not a big shooter it was a sleeper dude it I, was a sleeper I yeah yeah not yeah, a shooter I, I totally avoided this because i assumed it was just going to be a, a standard yep. you know cookie cutter bang bang shoot him up yep i'm a man and i can kill stuff because yeah. action movie. movie action movies got really dry especially after you know the fucking seventh or eighth fast and the furious movie <laughs> yeah. it's like we're driving cars like why are we shooting at each other now because yeah. we're, we're driving cars you know so the formula got right kinda... you know when you're driving cars and so now you have to shoot people now yeah. we have to shoot each other but then they kind of you know just how driving works they added some flavor to it they added some everything that made keanu keanu they added the matrix kind of vibes they added the modern vibes and they made it poetically destructive he's a tragic hero with a penchant it's for revenge it's insane because the whole premise of the movie is that the plot line is basically like two centimeters long and they they banked on that the movie is this man is x x x super uh you know the the most advanced um what do you call that? Uh, Hitman. Hitman. Yeah. yeah. The most advanced Hitman. A. Uh, subplot B. Man loses wife. Man loses dog. Man returns to Hitman to fuck everybody up who fucked with him. End of plot. When you take away everything from someone who has nothing left to lose, you get some results unfathomably and horrific. they did such a good job in the movie of outlining like the three things he cares about are his wife, his car, and now his dog. Because yep. like in the in the moment where the wife, after having passed, yep. uh, sends a, a dog to him being like, hey, we knew I was going to die at some point. You need to love something that's not your car. It was yep. a puppy. So, yeah. So they did a very good job cinematically of lining up. So. Very quickly. This man will lose everything that he cares about. Yeah. Also, and I'm still mad at you for not telling me it was a crying movie. Sorry. Sorry about it. Not sorry. Uh, also, the cutest beagle to ever fucking touch the planet. Like, how did you find that fucking dog? Right? That is the cutest fucking beagle ever. The and beagles, beagles are cute. fucking cute to begin with. But yeah. that was the cutest of all of the cute beagles. The way, the way he feeds them cheer, like uh, that bowl of like wheats, <laughs> that Wheaties or like whatever, the frosted, the unfrosted flakes. Because, Alex is saying what my heart was thinking. Dude, the unfrosted flakes. He's like, we'll get you kibble in the morning. Like, just what? a fucking good dad he doesn't even know what he's doing he's so and how he gets up and like lets the dog out and yeah. is just like all right go out and like he had forgotten that the dog needed to go out and pee yeah. and so oh. he was just like where are you going oh oh and, and then they've got that little like potentially cgi like little turd <laughs> just oh definitely yeah. cgi just a little not turd. a little turd definitely a big turd yeah it's a big big uh big big uh, turd for little dog big turd for little dog it was adorable if you're uh, gonna grieve something the best way to do it is with man's best friend i feel like this movie shatters so much for me because as i told you guys earlier on the break 
I hate watching movies stoned. It is not my thing. I get stoned and I, I see through smoking weed and watching movies for me is like watching uh, all the magic be stripped from the show. Like I watched like my like first. You just cannot suspend your disbelief. I abs- Not even a little bit. I, I was saying my first example was and this is like I didn't smoke weed and I n- I've never habitually smoked weed except for in high school really and and since then like I was a big fan of Harry Potter. I've watched it like almost every day. Any of the Harry Potter series I usually like watch it and fall asleep. I think this is when I was I living. I didn't know that. Yeah when I was like living in Tacoma like I would always watch. Tacoma. Yeah. I would always watch a Harry Potter movie and then like one night I got stone you know just weed smoking out of the bong and i started watching harry potter and like the first scene with the uh letters coming in i was like well this is kind of fucking weird like letters coming into like the, all the thing and when the letters are shooting through the mailbox like i could when i saw that when the letters were like like the, you know just being like, like, what do you call that? Like they were just like, just like, yeah, from like from a machine. And, and, and I watched that in the mailbox and I could tell that there was a machine behind it shooting letters like, you know, a machine gun. That's hilarious that you basically were just like, that's not how magic works. You're a wizard, Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was was not magic. (laughs) It was was, illusion. It was clearly fucking a machine. It was a baseball. And I totally know exactly what you're talking about and being very aware when I was watching it that it was definitely a machine and just being like, that's a machine, but yep. okay, moving on. That and the uh, the the special effects, not the special effects, but the, the special way that they filmed Hagrid. Hagrid was a big guy, but he was not giant size. Right. And it became super clear to me that when they were filming the scenes of Hagrid, they would have the camera down several inches lower, uh, tilted up, you know, to make it feel like it was from Harry's perspective, which is supposed to be, you know, he's a, gi- a semi-giant, uh, a half-giant, and that Hagrid was this giant creature. And to it just like all of these things that don't that that you just don't realize Mitchell being stoned just completely demolished all of them like every special effect everything in the movie just became crystal clear to me and you do even even sober you have a real eye for effects and and details like I never noticed product but is he is he that cynical Sober? Is he that cynical? Not that cynical, okay. but Mitchell always notices product placement. I oh. never used to notice plot product placement, like um. I, which is scary because it means that it's probably working exactly how they want, which is you internalize, like, <sighs> subconsciously you internalize, <laughs> like, oh, that's a Mercedes. Yeah. I'd love to drive a Mercedes without even realizing it. But yeah, Mitchell always is just like, ev- yeah. Yeah, we watched uh, The Thing. Yep. Um, Julie, watch the thing. Um, we watched the thing, which is a Stephen King novel turned movie. And I have seen this movie now like four or five times. Never fucking noticed that there was a Chevron, uh, logo on a thing of gas. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's where and we used Mitchell, to go after I watch, work. To I watched the- this with Mitchell and he's like, ah, Chevron. Uh-huh. Yeah, when I was a kid, we used to go there after work and they would sell us beer. We weren't even 21 yet. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Thanks, Chevron. <laughs> yep. Chevron. Yeah. <laughs> They'll sell you beer underage. Yeah. Thanks, Chevron. Yeah. It's uh, unless they sponsor us, in which case they love to follow the law. Yeah. 
It's a uh, it's a curse and a gift at the same time. Like I said, it ruins being stoned and watching movies at the same time. I'm also, the same I'm the same way. It yeah. raises the bar because John Wick and my adulthood because I slept on this movie it came out in 2004. By the way, it's, yeah, I was because Swain messaged me and like, wait, how fucking old? Wait, 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 nostalgia trip for for John Wick. What when the fuck did this movie come out? I feel out? like we suspended some nostalgia rules on this one. But well, I mean, mid 2000s is fine. Yeah, it is 16 years old. It can drive a car. It's legal to drive a car. It can't buy cigarettes. Oh, but it's the same. Same as my little sister. I just I just go off of if it came out around the same time as a, as a Paramore album, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's oh like, yeah. No, I would consider Paramore nostalgia. So yeah. fair, fair, fair assessment. If a Paramore album was out around the same, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking. I mean, like I've been trying to keep it outside of. Uh, You're two, fine. Yeah. You're two, fine. I mean, like 1990s is true nostalgia, but I figure like 16 years. Like we forget that it's 2020. I'm nostalgic from shit for two years ago. Yeah, two yeah, fucking yeah. years yeah. ago. I still feel like sake. the 90s were 10 years ago. Yeah, exactly. No, <sighs> 1990 right. was. 30 years ago. Yeah, maybe that's our problem is that we haven't uh, we haven't like updated our our, our criteria for, for this shit. And again, this movie was absolutely slept on and I didn't watch this until the la- in, in the last three years. And so this movie had already had a sequel and the third was out in theaters. So it's not really a nostalgia trip. I am kind of fudging the numbers here. But when I watched it, I was super baked uh, because my buddy who I work with came over and we were hanging out and we were playing Cuphead which is a great fucking game. Oh, Cuphead oh, I've heard is that's cool. Cuphead game. is so fucking good. I love it's the I hardest really need game. To get Cuphead. It is the hardest game on the fucking planet. It is the gr- harder than Dark Souls. Harder than Dark Souls. <laughs> harder than, I will say it now it's harder than Dark Souls. Uh it may not take as long as to to complete but no, Dark Souls has at least like like a rhythm. Cuphead's like fuck you get wrecked. Is it get harder wrecked. than Inside? Get, get good. Inside's not a hard game, baby. That game scared me. Yeah, Inside is a fun game. It's Repressed not hard. memories well, of playing you playing too. inside it. At let me let me <laughs> let me hook you up with a round of Dark Souls, and you'll see what we're talking about. Deal. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Dark, me up. I started playing Dark Souls three, not to get off topic, but Dark Souls three. I thought the game was. Uh, I thought it was broken. I love Dark Souls, dude. <laughs> I thought Dark. So I started playing Dark Souls three, and the first thing you have to do is beat a boss to to progress. I legitimately thought the game was broken. I was just like, this can't be real. I must have fucked up somewhere because there's no way this guy, A, you can't beat this boss. This is impossible. There's no way. This is fucking, this is, there's no way you can beat him. There's gotta be something. And then they've got like the lizards, like the, the crystal lizards, like the yeah. other, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's another, in, oh, in, in, another impossible boss to beat. So the entire first game, I'm just like looking for this alternate way to, to either like level up or some shit. And I'm just like, this is fucking impossible. Sadomasochism yeah. is brought to you by Dark Souls and the March and Mitch show featuring CSP available. Yeah, eventually I learned that that's not impossible. The boss is beatable, but you actually have to be fucking uh, good at the game. You gotta use your brain. You gotta use your fucking brain. And it took me three months to beat that first boss. And uh, fuck you, Dark Souls. Because I af- admire your fucking persistence, though. Oh, it's not even half as long as it took to beat the hardest boss in the game. Uh, the guy on his knees, the knight. The, in Dark Souls 3, if you've played it all the way through. Yeah, that it was hard to beat somebody. DS3? We're not talking about DS1. We're talking about DS3. DS3, yeah. Uh, it's a print something, but that took... Oh, shit. Yeah, that took yeah. forever. Yeah, that took, oh. that took but me... But he's f- on his knees? He starts out on his what? knees, the first variation. Then he picks up his little dead brother on his back. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah, yeah. magic power. That's Prince Lothric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Prince Lothric. Yeah, you fucking know. It's a I super, fucking it's love a super, you. It's a super gothic grotesque video <sighs> game, and it's amazing. It took me six oh. months to beat him. Cool. It's it's super sadomasochistic. It took me six months to beat that boss. You got to have good reflex. Dude, I was like... I was spent... I spent every day playing that game for eight hours, and I just... Fuck! You just gotta be able to read it. Retells. I can tell that I was one of those kids that was labeled as gifted as a kid. 
and now can't complete any task that's not uh, immediately easy. You're not alone. Because <laughs> yeah. I... If I had to spend three months beating the first boss on a video game, I, I would I would spend one hour attempting and be like, well, this game sucks. No, I, well, the thing was, I saw a video. I saw a video and it's like called Dork Souls 3. Funniest fucking video on the that internet. Funny Dude, well. Dork Souls 3 is the absolute epitome of the fucking yeah. game and i watched that and i was like oh this is kind of funny i want to play dark souls 3 because in the video he you know he starts his friends get him to start on dark souls 3 and that was it was the truest youtube video i've ever seen it was the truest example it was ex it was 100 accurate dude. and those video walkthroughs help yeah dude i had to watch uh dark souls when i started playing dark souls 1 they took away faster well i mean there was the you went backwards so dark souls 1 there was no fast travel. And so like I fucking had to watch Dark Souls 1 for dummies and the uh, probably the funniest YouTube game series I've ever seen because it plays through it like immediately. It's super fast and it's got this really like quirky background music. And it, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, that's not what we're talking about. We're getting off topic. Dark Souls is back a great game. Wick. Yeah, back to the wick. John Wick 1. Amazing. I was super stoned. And I watched this movie. And you cut this movie up, like you just dissected this in your stone mind. There was nothing wrong with it. There was not a and single... And you could not find well, a single I, flaw. I think the fact that Keanu does his own stunts <laughs> in that, like... Yep. Because I always Ooh. think about, like, whenever I'm watching a movie, I'm just always kind of, like, just, like, casually interested in how much disbelief I have to suspend. And this movie, because uh -oh. John Wick does... Also, or, uh, we got you pretty stoned last night and watched it. Yeah, I've been stoner. Yeah. I've been way stoner. Okay. But All right. Well, we got you And honestly, kind of my my brand of stony is is that I'll just accept anything at face value. <laughs> like I'll just be like So it, it has, ah, he's doing backflips now. Yeah, that sounds legitimate. It, it's the opposite effect of me. All right. All right. Well, you know, Yeah, like I, night, I would whatever. watch something where like a like 16-year-old girl just suddenly knows how to do backflips and I'm like, "Ah, yeah, you know, like 16-year-old girls do." I'm watching movies with the wrong people, my guy. I'm sorry. It comes with experience, though. It's fun to have different viewpoints. Take us through the fucking the the, the plot, though. And like, there's there's a lore. There's lore to this world, and it's tele it's just telegraphed so easily. You just know that this guy used to be a badass motherfucker, and this Russian gang just fucked with the wrong guy, dude. And they and had no idea. I was so excited that it, I had no idea going into watching this last night that there were Russian speakers in it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm one of those really annoying people to watch movies with where if like I hear something that is just interesting in timbre, I'll just repeat it back. So poor Mitchell had to deal with me just repeating all of the Russian lines. It was fine. I mean, I, I didn't even notice, to be honest, because, you know, you get so involved in the movie. Um, yeah, dude, the uh, Theon Greyjoy plays his worst role ever. Thank you for uh, participating in the movie and showing the A-listers what you can't do because you are a bad actor, sir. They didn't invite you back to the sequel for a reason. Uh, <laughs> fuck me. Well, also because the accent well, he, they, he also gets myrtled uh, at the end of the movie. So spoiler alert. It's a good reason not yeah. to invite him back. But, uh, but yeah, he's the worst fucking Russian accent ever. Papa! Seriously. The other, his dad, though, fucking kills it. Holy shit. Fucking, uh, um, fuck, what's his name? Uh, Michael Nyquist. 
is the best Russian actor I've ever seen. <laughs> he calls he calls yeah. the 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 guy who plays uh, Sid from Ice Age. Uh, what's his name? John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo. It's Luigi Mario. Luigi Mario. He calls him and he's like, I hear you struck my son. And he's like, yeah, I did. And he's just like, why would you fucking do that? He's like, well, he stole John Wick's car and he fucking killed his dog. And he just goes, oh. Now you fucked up. Hangs up the fucking phone. Now you fucked up. And when I was watching the movie, having never seen it before, that was the moment where I was like, oh. Because they don't explain it. That's why this movie's so interesting. Even though this even this mob boss, who clearly has 100% of the power, is fucking terrified of John Wick. This is how you do foreshadowing. This is how you do lore in a very short amount of time. This is what was so genius about this movie is they set it up so, so, so swiftly. Yeah. Also, I just have to say one of my favorite movie, mo- moments in the movie is when we learn that John Wick is, you know, we start to learn that John Wick is more than he appears Yeah. when they are harassing him about his car that they want to steal. And in Russian, the yeah. Andre Greyjoy oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, badly states in Russian that uh, everything has a price, bitch. Yeah. And John Wick in Russian replies, et the sukhaniet, which is not this bitch. Yeah. And that was the moment as a person who just loves, I'm such a lingophile. I was just like, yes. Shit's about to go down. Yeah, but they don't explain anything yet. So while that, that movie. Right. Alludes, they don't explain anything. And that's the moment where you're Why like, does he know Russian? What? Yeah. And, and again. This you? movie shattered, and I've watched this movie numerous times since. Uh, Stone, Sober, all the, all of the above. This movie holds the test of time. I, we watched it last night, and it was it was just as good as the first time. This movie doesn't get bad, and see like the each moment minus Theon Greyjoy's poor acting. I'm not gonna let that go. I hate him. He's such a psychopath, and he's really good in Game of Thrones. But in this movie, yeah, he, he was great in Game of he's Thrones. He's so right? bad in this one. I don't. Was not a great. Was not a great. You know, villain, villain. I think because of the movie, he probably just took it on, uh, trying to get like you know clout in in a, in a big movie, right? Uh, and just fuck. try to be something other than three. But beyond when he, Greyjoy. But dude, when he's standing up to fucking Keanu Reeves, who's doing his own stunts, <laughs> and Michael Nyquist, who is literally just. He's the one you call to kill the fucking boogeyman. Like that fucking scene is when he punches his own son in the stomach and he calls John and he's just like, John, let's not uh, lower hey, ourselves to our hey, our, bi- to our lesser right. like, basic instinct. I know instinct. this was fucked up. Yeah, let's, let's not let lower. bygones be bygones. Yeah, let's not lower ourselves to our basic instinct. And then John just goes, click. And he's just like, what do he say, sir? And he's like, enough. <laughs> Like, that was such a good scene. He's just like that was honestly the best scene in the movie. Maybe after he whoops his own son's ass, and he's like, "He will come for you, and you will do nothing." It's just so fucking good. Yeah, dude, that guy is the uh, the cherry on top, the icing on the cake. Like he is the perfect bad guy. Whoever cast him deserves a raise because in in his own right makes that movie even better because it could have been like a really fucking cheesy bad guy. Wonder who the CSA was. Right. Like it wouldn't have been a big, yeah, it wouldn't have been. Like I love that he basically was like, look, I know my son sucks. Yeah. I know nobody likes him, but I kind of do. Please don't he kill my wanna, kid. He didn't even say that. He's just like, I just he don't want to. But I, that was his attitude. No, no, That's he wasn't even. His attitude wasn't even. <laughs> I, he wasn't. He didn't even like his son. He's oh, like, shit. I just don't want him to die because he's kind of got to take. He's got to take over the business when I'm gone. He didn't give a fuck about his son. He's like, just don't let him die. Like he's got to do this shit when I'm gone. Like that was his attitude. And, and but I just love that he's like, 
I know yeah. he's a piece of shit. Yeah. I know no one likes this kid. Please don't kill him. And uh, please to not. Yeah, the whole continental thing is a super interesting take on like the spy world because like you know everybody. That was a cool like stage piece. I liked yeah. it. Yeah, dude, like that was super interesting. Like really he, cool sh- he shows up and. And then like the the girls just like oh, good to see you, John. And he's like, and the 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 guy who's like the uh, British actor who's got the uh, who's the, the what do they call it? Like the guy who the runs, concierge. The concierge, yeah. He's like, uh, so yo, we have you for two nights, Mister Wick. And he's like, maybe more, depends. <laughs> it's just like oh, Mister Wick, will you need condoms? And then John Wick is like, only raw. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Is that totally happened? Dude, in the movie? it's so fucking good. Yeah, and and Keanu doing his own fucking as uh, Keanu doing his own um, stunts really makes a big difference because there's so many scenes where there's no there's no cuts. It's just him and the training he did for this movie is insane too. Because I was telling Celine like when what he runs out of clips, you know, he fires like 16 times, uh, and he trained for that. He trained to figure out what the mag magazine size was. On, what? On, yeah. So he'd be like doom doom. Reload. And like he he trained for that. And so the movie is super fucking realistic. Right. So there's a point where he runs out of clips and he's like, ah shit. Yeah. Yep. Better kill these guys with my bare hands. Yeah. And so yeah, the the movie that that was kind of like in uh seriously, knowing that Keanu did that and that he did all of his own stunts, that's what really helped me buy into this movie. The only Issue I had with suspending disbelief was that the uh, the scars guard gentleman, the the older gentleman, yeah. gentleman uh, said, uh, "Baba Yaga." Baba Yaga. Baba I was like, Yaga. I don't even know how you would spell that in Russian. <laughs> I know easily how to spell Baba Yaga. Yeah. Baba Yaga. That's not a thing. No. Uh, that know. the fact that that was my only issue with this movie, with a lot of really fantastical stuff, yeah. I think speaks really well to how and much they did. Sleeper Willem the fucking foe is in it. Like what? Yeah, what the fuck is the Green Goblin doing? In it? <laughs> <laughs> That's did, the first place my brain Did anybody? Uh, did anybody just like? Did he just slip in? Was he? Did he just show up to fucking set one day and just like, what are you guys doing? And just <laughs> 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 just later we're just like, hey, wait, 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 you want to be in this shit? And he's like. All right, okay. Well, I'm just yeah. You know. I mean, if you got any pieces, what was his fucking character again? Wait, what? Well, back. Well, he was another spy. Shit balls. Okay, so uh, that reminds me because like we're, I was watching a movie the other day and I was like, okay, it was like Tommy Lee Jones was in it. And I was like, oh yeah, it's because Tommy Lee Jones is an ABC actor, and they were like, what the fuck is an ABC actor? Yeah. Anything but a cop. <laughs> it's like, it's like, of course they're gonna play a fucking a FBI agent or a cop or an agent or a fucking you know something like that. And dude, because fucking, there he's always playing those roles. Yeah, I feel so bad. Because you remember the Moondock Saints? Moondock Saints? Like I just, I only know Willem Dafoe. Uh, not only, but originally, I knew Willem Dafoe very Dead much ass. as Green Goblin in the original Bad Spider-Man movies, and I just, I feel so bad every time I see. He him plays a gay now detective in, legit- in the Moondock Saints. He would love it. Yeah. Well, he doesn't. I mean, in, 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 He's in also jo- in Togo as yeah. the uh, yeah. the real oh. fucking hero of Balto. Yeah. Fuck Balto. Yeah. I mean, in the Hashtag. movie, he doesn't even have a last name. His name is just Marcus. He's just Marcus the assassin who... Uh, Wait, does he use throwing knives? No. Oh, fuck. No, he uses he a sniper, sniper rifle. rifle. Yeah. Where is my memory at? Dude, and did- I think one of the other best scenes in the movie is... Wait, how... So how many spoilers are we doing? All of them. Okay. This movie's been out for 16 years. Cool. Send okay, it. yeah, fair send point. It. Fair Fucking point. send it. Send it. Send it. Um, so the scene where... So they've hired Willem Dafoe to kill yeah. John Wick... 
And Willem Dafoe is like, yep, going to do it. Got my, my <laughs> sniper rifle because, of course, that's the only way you could kill John Wick. Like, exactly. You don't want to be anywhere within like 50 <laughs> feet of John Wick. <laughs> and Dead he's yeah. in this Good scene. He's, so you see in the sniper rifle lens, like you see him narrowing in on John Wick. You see that he's going to shoot him right in the head. Yep. But you can just kind of see in the mirror right above John's head. You can see some other figure moving in. Yeah, coming through the doorway. And so Willem Dafoe, Marcus apparently, yeah. is, you know, instead of letting this assassin kill John Wick or instead of himself killing John Wick, he deliberately aims just like two inches to the left of John's head. Yeah. So that he wakes up John. John can fight this aggressor. Yeah. Could have saved him some time by just shooting the fucking bitch. And they said right? And they say Whatever. there's no honor among thieves. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Well, I, and, and he it, pays dearly for this, he, this yeah, transgression. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, yeah. That, that part is kind of confusing through the movie because he meets John in the beginning of the movie and he's just like, my condolences, old friend. What are you doing now? And he's like, oh, I'm retired, Marcus. And just that, that's, that's it. He disappears after that. And then the, uh, then Michael Nyquist's character asks him, you know, hey, do you want to kill John Wick? And he's like, I'll do it. Consider it done. And like, that's it. And then, like, uh, then they, that's the rest of the movie. And then he's showing up like you think he's going to kill John, and then he doesn't kill John, and then he saves John's ass, and then they meet up toward the end of the movie, and he's like, how many times do I get... It's some old fucking cop bullshit. Right. How many times do I get to save your ass? And John's is like, I don't know. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's really fucking cute. Uh, and that's it. And then the, the rest of the movie is him getting tortured and killed, and then John uh, re uh, acting revenge on uh, Michael Nyquist, the uh, Russian monster and that's the end of the fucking movie you gotta crack a few eggs to make an omelet when it comes to revenge this dish is best served cold that's why john wick volume one is your nostalgia trip take a quick commercial break. three two one let's jam cue the cowboy bebop cue the cowboy bebop <laughs> I got you this because I want to have a sip so I can know the beer that we're talking about. Of but. course you do. Way to tell the fans about how we just are, you know, phoning in when it comes to the this week's Marchewski Brewski. We're back here. Check this out. <laughs> we got Alex. We got Celine. We got myself. We got a fantastic beer of the week. Marchewski, tell us all about it. You better reach for a buoy because when your fucking ass gets lost out in the middle of the ocean and you're fucking like just like kind of sloshing around like, God damn it. I wish I had a beer right now <laughs> instead of a life saving <laughs> life saving device, <laughs> a lifesaver. You know, it just, you're just like, oh, wait a minute. Beers happening. And that's when you reach for a fucking Czech style Pilsner like the buoy Pilsner. Um, this beer goes back to uh, basically just, you know, what your quintessential uh, you know, Eastern European Pilsner is going to be. This is something you drink in a tall glass. 
either you add some lime or lemon to it or you just fucking don't and it fucking goes great with barbecue food Ooh, it goes great barbecue food seriously and it's even better on sap if you go to a place like think like if you go to like gustav's at kaiser station you know Ooh, or okay. like oh i've been since before the pandemic started i've been wanting to take you there for a date uh, and then the pandemic happened, and yeah. now we can't. I hope my I hope my co-stars like go on a date because then they can enjoy the fucking buoy pilsner. Because seriously, whether it's twelve ounces in a fucking can and a fucking like you know, just just chilling, or you're just like you know bullshitting on like uh you know like a restaurant level, I think this beer is gonna have great potential either way. Because when you have <laughs> bright traditional taste and just like a little bit of that hoppiness. But you've got that good, you know, just like Eastern European heritage you find in like the Czech Republic, you know, you're going to get just, 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 just something really like a go-to that's comfortable and easy to grab. Um, I remember drinking the Bowie Pilsner when I actually, I would get, I would get tired of the Bowie IPA because I would, I would wake up and like in locations and I would not know how I got there. Ah. <laughs> and then I was like, oh shit, I can't keep drinking this IPA anymore. There you go. So that's when I was like, well, let's try this other beer. And then I realized like, hey, this is really easy to drink. This is much nicer. Ah, this is much better. Block, we are block blister, not blockbuster. This is much better. <laughs> and much like my, my mom forgot to bring those DVDs and VHS tapes back to Blockbuster, <laughs> I would forget where I was. And that's why I, I chose this Pilsner style beer instead. See, when you choose the buoy czech style pilsner you not only get the heritage of the czech republic yeah you're getting my own heritage of getting drunk in oregon in different locations much <laughs> like how mitchell doesn't remember waking up in the state capital after that crazy one night one night craziness a story bender. we've still been promised <sighs> it's it's hear. it's kind of like that yeah. fish that gets away yeah <laughs> it's a story that'll eventually come but you're going to have to continue to fish for it in, in order to get the story because it will happen. It will come, but not today. Like Another great- day. We'll tell you about it, but not today. You'll get the story eventually, but not today. As a good magician does not reveal their <laughs> trick. <laughs> They're illusions, Michael. They're illusions. <laughs> They're illu- tricks are for whores. This is not been- a trick, Michael. Tricks are for I give Bowie's textile Pilsner. If you if you if you if you GPS my location, you just get a sad face emoji out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously, I, I do give this beer probably probably like four point four point two out of out of five. It's really easy to drink. It's plenty of flavor, and um, the ABV is at a comfortable level to where you could drink this with food or or just you know just chill with it, and you're not going to feel too fucked up. At the same time, have that fulfilledness you get with a light beer, while at the same time getting a bit of a buzz here at the. Uh, March Mitch podcast featuring CSP. It's a pleasure to have all of our fans from Washington, from Oregon, from California, from Nevada, Virginia. From, apparently, there's one person in Virginia. And like, God I, bless our one fan in Virginia. I don't, I don't know who you is yet, but I want to be your friend. Yeah, same. How do you know us? Some way, somehow. I have to know. Please check out our artist of the week, Adam McAwee, also known as Wicca Faye Springs Eternal. Look up Goth Boy Click. Goth Boy Click. Look up Dark Medicine. Look up Misery Club. Um, to all of our friends and brothers and sisters in Portland, a uh, special shout out to Matt Hazard, Kurt Shins, uh, Kurt Shin, uh, uh, Skyler, 
the homie, uh, Amanda Ryan, uh, all my friends in Portland, I hope you guys are staying safe and you guys are all doing well. Uh, keep punk rock music alive. Nazi punks get fucked. Fuck the police. Black lives yes. matter. And any parting messages for my friends before we call tonight? I really quick want to give a quick shout out to uh, one of our, our actual personal friends, Emily, who has been apparently listening to this show way more than I realized anybody that's a Thank friend you. of mine has. Yeah. That's amazing to know that you're listening to us. So technically I think Emily's our number one fan. So big yeah, fucking thank the fuck out of you, Emily. She even knew our. I appreciate date. you in Alex, person I'm, and as a fan. She started. She like I was. Uh, so uh, Keenan is my roommate, and we were joking around, and I was like, "Keenan, do you know what day we started doing the podcast?" And he's like, "Uh," and Emily's like, "Yeah, four twenty, four twenty twenty." And I was like, "Holy shit! How do you fucking know that?" Oh shit! Yeah, we started this fucking She's journey. A, a true fan. Yeah, we started this fucking journey on four twenty twenty of two thousand. Yeah, which honestly, it's a. It should be illegal that I wasn't there, considering that neither of you are stoner. Ah, yeah, that's why we just. Knew I should have been there. Whatever. <laughs> you should have, could have, would have. Uh, you you, you missed the boat the first round. So whatever. But yeah, that's my message. <laughs> Fucking thank you, Emily. You're awesome. And also thank you everybody who's been doing incredible work protesting the incursions of police and incursions of the federal government into personal liberties. I have to believe that at least most of our listeners are people who are out there fighting the good fight or at least believe in the good fight. Stay and woke fam. Fucking thing. Stay you. woke fam. Practice your astral projection. Practice your astral uh, project. I just said that. Practice your lucid dreaming. Practice your political protesting. Uh, give the middle finger to Uncle Sam and Donald Trump because you know that what it be. Thank you so much. All cops are bastards. No, 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 not good. I mean, yeah, but oh. no. Yeah, yes, but no. This is the Marchin' Mitchell. Everybody featured Celine Santa's pause. Have a great night. Yeah.